October 29th. This is the Hermetic Hour. I'm your host, Pope Runyon. And tonight we present a discussion on the fourth sphere of the Kabbalistic Tree of Life, Hesed, or Gadula, the sphere attributed to Jupiter, the king of the planets, and the physical locus of the third eye. We consider Hesed the home of Dagon, Capricorn, the amphibian god of the ancient Canaanites, uh, who is related to Poseidon, the patron deity of ancient Atlantis, which we also place in the Jovian sphere. Now, once again, our texts will be Dion Fortune, Gareth Knight, Michael Greer, and our own Hermetic Yoga, Volume 1. So, if you want to visit the sphere of prosperity, and we can all use some of that, Join us for an eye-opener, the third eye, that is. And those uh, of you who are here in Southern California, don't forget our Halloween party this Saturday night with the infamous moat mass honoring the dead. So, um, you know, as as uh, some of you may have gathered already by listening to these particular shows that we've been running on on the spheres, you may have gathered that Dion Fortune's mystical Kabbalah is the is the first of the uh, of the books on the Hermetic Kabbalah back and and uh, um, this came out back in the 1920s and actually um, Basil Wilby's Kabbalistic uh, um, Practical Guide to Kabbalistic Symbolism draws very very much on Dion Fortune's mystical Kabbalah and I think Michael Greer's um, um, book. Um, the Paths of Wisdom. I think he also draws a lot on Dion Fortune, too. So, um, with that in mind, Dion Fortune, I think, has, the, has this, her chapter on Hesed is probably the best of the three, and, and the original from which the rest of them all draw. So, let's take a look at the, at the, top, at the top of her chapter on the mystical Kabbalah on Hesed. The title, Hesed, Mercy. The Hebrew spelling, Chethsemech uh, Galeth. The magical image is a mighty crowned and throned king. The situation on the tree, in the center of the pillar of mercy, the Yetzirahic text. The fourth path is called the cohesive or receptive intelligence because it contains all the holy powers and from it emanate all the spiritual virtues uh, with the most uh, exalted essences. They emanate one uh, from another by virtue of the primordial uh, emanations, the highest crown from the highest crown, Kether. The titles given to Hesed are Gedula, love and majesty. The god name is El, or A-L. The archangel is Adkiel. The order of the angels is the Chasmolim, the brilliant ones. The mundane chakra is Zedek, Jupiter, and the spiritual experience is a vision of love. The virtue is obedience. The vice is bigotry, hypocrisy, gluttony, tyranny. The correspondence in the microcosm is the left arm, or at least according to this uh, aspect. Uh, symbols, the solid figure, the tetrahedron, the pyramid, the equal arm cross, the orb, the wand, the scepter, and the crook, shepherd's crook. Tarot cards, the four, uh, the four fours, the four of wands, which is just perfected work, the four of cups, pleasure, the four of swords, rest, rest from strife, and the four of pentacles, earthly power. The color of Absolute is deep violet, and Bria, it's blue, and Zira, it's deep purple. 
and in a Shia, deep azure flecked yellow. Now, of course, as we said the color in Bria is blue. Now, uh, you recall that in the Minuta Mundum uh, that the Golden Dawn created, the Minuta Mundum is a, is a, a tree of life drawing with the spheres uh, all in the Briatic scale and the paths all in the uh, in the uh, uh, Shia scale. Uh, you know, that's the top scale, and, and Bria is the second the, the second scale. Now, the reason why they did that is because the paths are active and the spheres are passive. Um, and uh, but we're all we use that Minuta Mundum uh, color scheme of the Tree of Life in all our correspondences. And uh, even though we have some some things in in uh, CHSOTA that we uh, don't agree with the Golden Dawn on, but for the most part we do. And uh, and they they did of course the best modern uh, synthesis of the, of, the, uh, of the practical Hermetic Kabbalah. Now to read a little bit of Dion Fortune uh, here after the uh, after the list of correspondences, let's uh, begin here. Between the the three superlatives and the next pair of balancing sephirot upon the tree, there is a great gulf called by mystics the abyss. And the next six sephirot, Hesed, Geburah, Tipereth, Netzach, Hod, and Yesod, constitute what the Kabbalists call microprosopus, the lesser countenance of Adam Cadman, the king. The queen, the bride of the king, is Malkuth and the physical plane. We have then the, the father, Kether, the king, and the bride, and Kether is the king and, and Malkuth is the bride. And in this configuration of the tree, there is profound symbolism and great practical importance in both philosophy and magic. The abyss. The gulf fixed between the macroprosopus and microprosopus marks the demarcation in the nature of being and the type of existence prevailing upon the two levels. It is in the abyss that Da'ath, the invisible sephirot, has its station, and it might aptly be named the sephirot of becoming. It is also called understanding which might be further interpreted as perception, apprehension, and consciousness. Now, this, that what she says here is very important, especially with, with us, because uh, we, we, reconstitute, we reconstitute the uh, in the tree after the fall. The tree, uh, as, uh, the, the tree that we have, uh, based upon Athanasius Kircher's drawing, uh, the tree that we that we use uh, for the Minutum Mundum uh, is the tree uh, before the uh, uh, the tree uh, after the fall, and and the, the tree with the uh, manifested is the tree before the fall, and the idea, of course, in mastering the tree as uh, those who. Uh, 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 climb the tree and, and do that are aware. The idea is, is to restore the tree to its original state before the fall. And before the fall, Naath uh, was, was in that position right on the lightning flash 
in that position, right, right in the abyss. And once the tree, once you restore the tree, uh, what ends up happening is is that the eye becomes becomes Saturn. The eye uh, it takes on the attribute of Saturn, and uh, and uh, this, it becomes the beginning of the physical universe. So this this statement here uh, by by Neon Fortune is very very apropos. The abyss the abyss that the Ath, the invisible separate has its station, and it might apply aptly and it might aptly be named the separate of becoming. It is also called understanding, which might be further interpreted as perception, apprehension, and consciousness. And of course, we place in in the in the uh, tree before the fall, which we restore. Uh, we place the off right in the center of the skull, um, in the in the, the in in the microcosm, um, and in the in the chakra position. We place it right in the center of the skull, and we use the whole skull as uh, as the cube of space. And we start the physical universe right smack, as you know from studying the cube of space. You know that that's where the uh, uh, what the cube of space does is is it places the whole tree in a cube format. The corners, the lines, and all the spheres are all in there, and all the paths are in there. And right smack in the center is Saturn, and that's where the physical universe starts. Okay, now. Uh, these two types, back to the unfortunate, these two types of existence, macroprosopis macro and microprosopis, serve to indicate the potential and the actual manifestation as our finite minds can conceive it. It begins with macroprosopis, with microprosopis, and the first aspect of microprosopis uh, to, be, uh, to come into being is Hased, the fourth Sephira situated immediately below Hokmah, the father, and the pillar of mercy, of, uh, of which it is the central sephira. It is balanced across the tree by, by Gabura severity. And this pair, Gabura and Gadula, form the power and the glory and of the final invocation of the Lord's Prayer, the kingdom. The kingdom being, of course, Malkuth, and is the power and the glory forever and ever on him. And, of course, that as you know, is the formula of the pentagram ritual. Now, um, let's skip over a little bit. Hased, being the first sephira of microprosopus or the manifested universe, represents the formation of the archetypal idea, the the correction, uh, the the uh, the, con- the the concretion of the abstract. Now, uh, what she's saying here is is that. Uh, and she goes into some length on this, and I'll try to summarize it. But the idea being here that uh, Hesed is is where all the the powers uh, of the supernals are are concentrated, and everything emanates down from Hesed. And this is why uh, this is why Hesed is considered the king, and this is why the image of Hesed is the is the is the king on his throne, and uh, and this is why Hesed is attributed to El, which simply means God. A L, Lefleman. Now, interestingly enough, uh, here's uh, John Michael Greer goes into a 
very interesting detail on Aleph Lamed, and he points out that uh, that Aleph, of course, represents uh, the first letter of the alphabet, and it represents the ox, or represents the, the bull, and, uh, and I think we all know that. You take an Aleph, take an Aleph, and, and it's, it's, a, it's kind of a V, it's kind of a sidewise V with a stroke through it, and if you turn it up and, and point it, and with the point sticking down, it looks it looks very much like a like a bull, you know, with the, with the two horns sticking up and the ears coming out on the sides, and uh, very much like a bull's head. Do you remember in the Ten Commandments, uh, the first uh, the commandment is that, uh, that uh, place no other god before me. Now um, Yahweh in those days. Uh, if Yahweh it did actually uh, dictate the commandments, I'm not sure he did, but but at least he may have dictated the ones to Moses. But um, Yahweh in those days, Yahweh uh, did not consider himself the one and only God. It was only later that that uh, he he adopted that idea. Uh, that uh, so he was still so he was saying, place no other God before me. Now this. Also, of course, applies to El originally, uh, Yahweh's Yahweh's father. It applies to El because El was called Bull El back in the days of the Canaanites, and um, and the uh, interesting, the other aspect of this is uh, the second letter of El is Lamed, and Lamed is right in the middle of the alphabet. So uh, Aleph is in the beginning of the alphabet, and Lamed is in the middle. And what does Lamed mean? It means the ox code. So we have we have um, L the L the bull in the in the in the uh, uh, in the beginning of the alphabet, and then we have Lamed the ox goad driving uh, the force driving uh, the L in the middle of the alphabet. And the two together, by the way, that's also the wielder of the ox goad is uh, the, the, the Canaanite who, who uh, became uh, one of the first uh, kings of Israel, Shamgar. And he, he uh, killed uh, 600 Philistines with an ox goad. And, uh, and so um, the ox goad has, has since become quite a quite a holy symbol, a uh, symbol of, uh, of power and rulership. Um, now, uh, I'd like to read, I'd like to read uh, um, uh, our, our uh, uh, the book here, um, on what we have on the set, and so we discuss some of the correspondences that we make on this. Hesed, the fourth sphere, Jupiter, mercy, Archangel Zadkiel. Hesed's traditional image is a crowned king which derives from its attribution to Jupiter, the largest of the planets. And because of this, mercy and prosperity are both magical and astrological qualities. We also attribute Hesed to the lost kingdom of Atlantis, ruled by Poseidon, whom we equate with the Phoenician god Dagon, and also the Sumerian amphibious teacher Oannes, who is fixed in the stars as Capricorn, the fish goat, which is also called the gate of the gods. If you recall, the uh, Capricorn is the gate of the gods, 
and cancer is the gate of men. And the souls come in when they come in through through cancer, and then they go out through Capricorn. Now we theorize that these amphibious aliens uh, were the extraterrestrial were, uh, were extraterrestrial and have reincarnated among us, so that we commu- we we communicate with their presence in our Hesed psychic center chakra. Dagon lives for us in a tank in the great temple of Poseidon. We can visit him in our in our own yoga meditations or in our path workings. And he has shown us a mudra for opening our third eye. And he helps us navigate the starways of the Soma Sophia. Now the Soma Sophia is the Greek goddess of the stars and is is in fact uh the true nature of in the true before the fall. Uh, the Soma Sophia is is uh, Bina, and uh, and that derives from uh, the Egyptian goddess Nuit originally, and um, which was eventually carried through uh, to the Phoenicians uh, with the with the, the temple of Melkart, and uh, and also uh, the Alexandrian tombs. You know there. You see the goddess, the, the, the goddess Soma Sophia, on the uh, in the sarcophagi, because uh, in, in the Greco-Roman period uh, in Egypt, uh, they were very much into this into classical astrology and the ascension of, of, of the dead, you know, following uh, you know the idea of going through Capricorn and ascending. Uh, now. Dagon has shown us a mudra for opening our third eye, and he helps us navigate the starways in the Soma Sophia. So I read that. Now, uh, when I say the, the, the mudra for opening the third eye, and this, of course, is described and, and uh, detailed in our uh, in our yoga book, which, if you're an associate member, you uh, is available to associate members this year. Uh, the first and second volumes will be available uh, outside of membership uh, uh, next year. But uh, right now, uh, if you want to get our, our Hermetic Yoga book, you have to sign up with our associate member program. So this is an incentive to do that. Now, the way we do this, uh, uh, we when we we go either in 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 uh, in our internal uh, yoga meditations or in our path working to ascend. We go and visit the Temple of Poseidon in Atlantis, and in the center of the temple is a huge statue of Poseidon, and up in the head of Poseidon is a tank filled with water that uh, that Dagon, the, the last the last amphibian uh, 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 alien amphibian, uh, lives in this tank, and. Uh, you can go up into the statue, and and Dagon will come out of the tank, and he will uh, he will help you open your third your your third eye. The way this works is is very simple, but in order to make it work, you have to first master this our yoga system, which is very much like and and as far as the methodology is concerned, uh, we use uh, Tibetan tantric uh, methods, and uh, which we have a certain background in, uh, myself and and some other OTA members 
uh, went through the Saki Order's advisory uh, of Guinea program, along with Avisor and several others. And so uh, we use we use Tibetan uh, Tibetan methods, but we use the Western we use the Western Saki Center system. Now, um, as to conclude this, as you rise up through the palaces of the gods in your psychic center, hermetic yoga meditations, you will receive advice and suggestions from the members of your personal pantheon. Because ancient gods were only too human in their characteristics and attitudes, these suggestions and advisements may be unwise. Dagon whose perspective is more elevated and celestial than those in the lower centers, will act as the chairman of the board regarding the actions and directions the others may want you to take. In this sense, he's like your HGA, your holy guardian angel, the one of the three guardian angels who stays with you through all of your incarnations. Heed him well. And what I mean by that is that uh, contrary to popular opinion, uh, and, and contrary to the sacred magic of Ibermel and the Maj, there are traditionally three guardian angels. And uh, you don't have to take my word for that. That, that. that comes straight from Cornelius Agrippa, and he got it from Hermes Trismegistus. So there are three guardian angels, all of which you should contact. And the first one is... is uh, is the, the the guardian angel that you're born with during your ascendant. The second one is the guardian angel of the planet uh, of the planet the rulers your ascendant, and the third guardian angel is the most important one. Is he's the one who stays with you through all your various incarnations, and he is independent of the astrological aspects of, of the other two angels that you're born with. And so that's why he's important, so he can keep you out of trouble that you might get into if you follow the uh, the advice of the other two angels. And, uh, and you might think of Dagon being in the same sense. Dagon up there at the top uh, is is your is sort of your your governor. He, he, and as you go up, as you go up these uh, these spheres, and you and you, and you meet the. The gods, either either in pathworking and evocation or in, in in your internal yoga meditations, uh, they will they will give you advice and they will, and they will uh, uh, ask favors of you and and they will they will uh, advise you on, on, in areas that they are concerned with and Kusar, uh, the craftsman god down down in Hod. Uh, down in his alchemy laboratory and his forge and all that, he is continually uh, getting you to do projects and and, uh, and and stimulating you to build your magical equipment and and uh, and carry out your creative projects. And sometimes these creative projects may get in the way of of uh, your mundane life, and and uh, they might. Uh, they might even become a kind of an escape. So you you have to have a you have to have a cool head to kind of uh, keep the uh, the other uh, the other gods uh, uh, under control. Um, now um, the uh, the mandala of Hesed is is a, is a blue square turned up like a diamond. Uh, uh, you know, it, 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 with 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 the um, 
with the seed letter Kaf in the center, in Phoenician, and uh, the archangel is Zadkiel, and the musical note is F, and the jewel of the chakra, of course, is is the sapphire. Uh, so those are the those are all of the uh, of the correspondences involved. One of the things uh, about Hesed that um, Dion Fortune points out is that Hesed concentrates all of the holy powers of the uh, above the abyss, Hokmah, Bina, and 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 Kether, and it concentrates those. And of course, they they come through. Uh, 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 da or or uh, Saturn, they come through, through, but they are. Hesed is the first place where where uh, the directions are given. The first place where the king where the king says, "This is what we're going to do," and then the, the all the way down uh, the, uh, uh, the the other spheres. Become the workshops uh, and the uh, the workshops and the uh, and the uh, laboratories for for uh, for performing the desires of the king, and uh, so uh, and one of the reasons why we attribute it to Atlantis is because Atlantis in the Western tradition Atlantis before it it, it went uh, before it went uh, became too arrogant and and. Uh, and uh, before it, it it eventually became decadent, which it, according to legend it did, uh, Atlantis was the peak of of ancient uh, Western civilization, and so therefore uh, Atlantis, with its ruling god Poseidon, uh, is a fit uh, attribute for Hesed. Uh, and as John Michael Greer points out, it is uh, attributed to water. Uh, Hesed is is a um, is a water is a water sphere. If you want to divide the spheres into the four elements, it's one that uh, that relates to water, and uh, of course it also relates to prosperity. And uh, here again, the um, the planetary spirits of uh, of uh, uh, Jupiter. Apply to Jupiter certainly apply to Hesed, and uh, we've discussed these uh, Kameas before. And uh, Yophiel, of course, is the uh, is the spirit of Jupiter, and we. And so, if you want to do uh, uh, Jovian operations for uh, 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 for prosperity, uh, Yophiel is a good place to start. And uh, and you'll you find the Kameas, of course, in the Golden Dawn. You also find them in the Magus, and. Um, and, uh, and you know, uh, the best way we think to make talismans is to use Mather's version of the Key of Solomon and use that spirit wheel version. Put all your correspondences around the points of the wheel, and then put the uh, Kamea for the uh, the planetary the planetary uh, uh, intelligence on the backside. Now, to review again uh, with Kameas, you have two entities. Uh, in each uh, in each of the planetary commands, you have the spirit and you have the intelligence. And as you recall um, from previous uh, broadcasts, the spirit is the aggressive and somewhat negative aspect of the planet, and and the intelligence is the good, uh, the prosperous, and and uh, and and the the benign 
aspect of the plan. So in the case of uh, in the case of uh, uh, said, uh, Yofiel is the one that is the intelligence, the intelligence that you want to use, and and for prosperity and for various other aspects. Uh, now to discuss how we uh, how we open the third eye, because I know everybody's curious about that. Uh, the way you open the third eye is uh, you get up inside inside uh, uh, Poseidon, the, the statue of Poseidon, inside the head, and inside the head is this is is this tank, and Dagon comes up out of the tank, uh, and he's an amphibian, uh, anthropomorphic amphibian uh, creature, uh, and with a third eye, and uh, and he he. Uh, you can either merge with Dagon, or he he can help you. He can instruct you on how to do this. And uh, what he will have you do is, uh, you're standing. If you face outward toward uh, toward uh, where the third eye would be uh, in the statue of Poseidon, uh, if you if you face outward, there's a curtain drawn uh, that's divided in the middle, and all you have to do is part that curtain. And as that curtain parts, and there's a mudra for doing this, it's very simple. Uh, and there's a mudra for doing this, and, and you part the curtain. And as you as you move your your palms of your hands apart, the curtain will part, and you can look out on the astral plane and 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 see your destination. Before you open the curtain, you must you must uh, declare your destination. And then when the curtain opens, you will see it. Now, if you want to go ahead and project, then you lower your hands and you project and automatically. This will this will defenestrate you through the window of the third eye, and uh, you will be on your way. And uh, but I have to tell you, in order to do this, you must first master the Western version of tantric yoga. And as far as I know, we are the only people who can teach you that. And nobody else has, has attempted anything like this. Uh, as I said previously, uh, Crowley certainly couldn't do it. And, and Julius Evola didn't attempt it. And Franz Barden didn't attempt it. And, and the reason why they didn't was because during their era, of all three of those magicians, uh, who were very familiar, by the way, with yoga and even with tantric yoga, especially Julius Evola. The reason why they didn't attempt it was because uh, Sir John Woodruff wrote this book called The Serpent Power back in 1910. And it showed the Laya Yoga. And I don't want to call it Hindu because the Hindus do not... The Hindu, the, the Brahmins don't 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 admit to uh, to Laya Yoga. They they don't. They that they, they, this is a separate a separate thing from from uh, Orthodox Hinduism. Uh, but regardless of that, the Laya Yoga is 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 the Indian version of of um, the chakras, the psychic centers, and what have you. Now, unfortunately. Uh, Woodruff's book got attributed to the Tibetans. And, and the Tibetans, of course, are Buddhists. 
and uh, and even the Bunpos are Buddhists now. But uh, the uh, the Tibetans were Buddhists, and uh, and they uh, had this this uh, as far as we knew, not 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 them, but as far as we were aware in the West. They were the ones who uh, they, they followed this this Laya Yoga uh, that that Woodruff had, had laid out. But this is not true. The Tibetans have a different psychic center system for every deity they practice. It's a different one, and and yet, uh, as I say, Franz Martin and and Evola and and Crowley were not aware of this, and so uh, we ended up with. Uh, Unfortunately, we ended up with a, uh, a bollocked-up Western uh, psychic center system, uh, which uh, Paul Foster Case promoted, and and which uh, unfortunately even the Society for the uh, the Inner Light is hooked up with, and uh, and this is very unfortunate because our Western psychic center system uh, was developed during the Rosicrucian period. Uh, by by Jacob Borm and, and Johann Gichtel, and uh, it is not. It runs right straight down the lightning flash. It's like the Golden Dawn's middle pillar, except that it has all of the all of the spheres of the Tree of Life that are on the lightning flash are on that middle pillar, and that is the correct system, and uh, for for the West, and uh, and has said is. The is the uh, uh, it's the governing it's the governance it's the the governing area and that's why it's very appropriate uh, to have the uh, to have the third eye there in Hasid and and uh, this is why it should by the way in the path working to Hasid uh, which those of you who have our path working video on here again you don't get the path working video unless you unless you're taking our course and you have to be an associate member to take our course and so so actually what I'm talking about tonight is kind of a recruiting almost a sort of a uh a recruiting session here because uh, I know that that all of you are interested or should be interested in in mastering uh these techniques but in order to do this you have to master the yoga system because this is where the power, this is where the power comes from. And as Rigardi said, that if you don't practice the middle pillar, which was the only version of, of the Western system that we had for a long time, um, if you don't practice the middle pillar, you're not going to get anywhere in magic. And uh, and Rigardi, by the way, in the end of his uh, uh, of his book on true healing, which was which was his book on the middle pillar. In the end he uh, of the book he has all of the other spheres and he lists them and their powers. But he doesn't go so far as to say where they are located. And and uh yet he does list them. So um uh we can attribute the survival of the middle pillar uh, to to Rigardi, but he didn't finish. He didn't finish it up. Uh, he didn't finish up the Rosicrucian system as he as he probably should have. Uh, now let's uh, let's read a little more about uh, about uh, Hesed here from Dion Fortune, uh, so that we get a little more of her her uh, her wisdom in regard to this. Um, and uh, let's see here. 
as we come down the tree into these spheres, more within the range of our comprehension than the three three supernals, we find the symbols associated with each sephira becoming more and more eloquent as they speak to our experience instead of causing us to reason by analogy. The magical image representing Hesed is a mighty throned and crowned king, throned because he is seated in stability in a kingdom at peace, not going forth in his chariot to war, as is suggested by the magical image of of Geburah. The additional titles of Hesed, Majesty, Love, and Love, bear out this concept of the benign king, the father of his people, and the situation of Hesed in the center of the pillar of mercy further bears out the idea of stability and ordered and merciful law, governing for the good of the governed. The title of the angelic host associated with Hesed, the Chasmalim, or the brilliant ones, enhances the idea of the royal splendor of Gadua, which is an alternative title frequently used for Hesed. The mundane chakra assigned to Hesed is Jupiter, the great uh, benign uh, uh, planet of, of astrology, and confirms the whole chain of associations. Upon the microcosmic or subjective side, we find that the virtue assigned to this sphere of experience is that of obedience. It is only through the virtue of obedience that the subject can profit by the wise counsel of said. We have to sacrifice. Remember I said that, that Dagon up there in said is the chairman of the board. And everything the other gods and goddesses tell you, uh, when you get up there to the top, Dagon will sort it out, and he'll say, well, that's not a bad idea, but you really ought to concentrate more on something on something else. Um, we have to sacrifice much of our independence and egoism in order to share in the amenities of organized social life. From this sacrifice and restriction, there is no escape. In this sphere, no more than... In this sphere, no more than in any other, is it possible to eat one's cake and have it too. There is no such thing as liberty if liberty is to be interpreted as unrestricted self-will. In other words, here's here again the unfortunates taking issue with Crowley. You know, Crowley had, a, had this philosophy: "Oh, if it feels good, do it." You know, and but then at the same time, he says. You're, you know, find your true will and do it. But uh, if in order to find your true will, uh, you have to exercise and, and do it. You have to exercise a lot of discipline, self-discipline. Now back to Dion Fortune. The force of gravity resists us, if nothing else. Liberty might be defined as the right to choose one's master. For a ruler, one must have in all organized corporate life else there is chaos. It is effectual and inspiring leadership. That is the crying need of the world at the present time. And country after country is seeking and finding the ruler who approximates most closely to its national ideal. Once she was 
celebrating this, the Nazis were just getting started. So you know who they found. And it is falling in as one man behind him, which they did. It is the benign organization, it is the benign organizing, ordering Jupiter influence that is the only medicine for the world's sickness. As this comes to bear, the nations will recover their emotional poise and physical health. Uh, you know, as I say, at the time she's writing this, this is when when fascism was just just getting getting going, both in Italy and in and, and in Germany. And so, um, um, I'm not sure where where her head was in this particular instance, or where her heart was. But but uh, Lord knows we need leadership in this country. We certainly do. Uh, firstly, the vices assigned to have said. Bigotry, hypocrisy, gluttony, and tyranny are all social vices. Bigotry refuses to move uh, with the times or see another point of view. Both fatal vices in racial relationships. And that sounds familiar with today, too, doesn't it? Hypocrisy implies that we do not give ourselves wholeheartedly to the corporate life. But like Athenaeus, keep back a part of the price. Gluttony exposes us to the temptation of taking more than our fair share of the common store. And it is but another name for selfishness. And tyranny is that wrong use of authority which arises where there are taints of cruelty and vanity in nature. I want to digress here for just a minute. Uh, I saw a documentary the other night on on Warren Jeffs, that uh, the the polygamist, you know, who is in prison and running his his cult from his prison, and apparently, uh, he you know he was great preached to all of his flock that they should abstain and not drink you know no alcohol and and uh, and and no coffee no. And you know, just just lay down all these these don'ts, these uh, thou shalt nots to to do his flock, and then he himself went off and 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 uh, got drunk and 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 uh, gambled and did all the stuff that he told them that was sinful, and and uh, it sounds to me very much like uh, Muhammad Ahmed the Mahdi, uh, who. No sooner did he did he take Khartoum back in 1890, 90, uh, well, it was earlier in 1880s, than he proceeded, uh, and he had been and and he had been saying, "Oh, we make war on the fat and the corrupt." And what was the first thing he did after he after he t- took Khartoum? <laughs> he became fat and corrupt, <laughs> and he was dead within about two years. Uh, so uh, you know, it's. Um, you might want to say, "Do as I do, as I say, do not as I do." But then, on the other hand, uh, uh, power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. The uh, back to Dion Fortune. The correspondence in the microcosm is given as the left arm, and uh, which indicates a less dynamic mode of the functioning of power than that of the right hand, which grasps the sword in the magical image of, of Deborah. The left hand holds the, the orb, which signifies the earth itself, and shows that all is held secure in the firm grasp of the ruler. Hassad, in fact, 
denotes pure, denotes firmness, rather than dynamic strength and energy. The mystical number of this set is said to be four, and this is often represented by a four-sided figure or a tetrahedron. A talisman of Jupiter is always set up on such a figure. Another symbol of this set is the solid solid figure is understood in geometry. And the reason for this is easily seen if one considers the geometric geometrical figures assigned to the Sephiroth, which have already been been studied. And that's the Equiline Cross, of course, and uh, uh, and the um, uh, and the, the four-sided square. The point is assigned to Kether. The line to Hokma, the two-dimensional plane to Bina, and consequently the three-dimensional solid naturally falls to his set. Now, those of you who have seen, those of you who have seen the Magic of Solomon video, you notice that we had some animation in there showing this principle, and this principle is very important in evocational magic. Now, remember this: the point is assigned to Kether, the line to Hokmah, the two-dimensional plane to Bina, and consequently. The three-dimensional solid naturally to his set. Now, this, of course, Dina, this relates to uh, the triangle manifestation. And remember, I said that that uh, that the uh, uh, becomes Saturn, and and the physical universe begins in in Da'af. and Saturn. That Da'af becomes number three. Now, number three then is the triangle, the flat plane. The two-dimensional plane, the flat plane, and in the center of that evocational triangle is a big green dot. All right, remember? Now, the big green dot in there, that big green dot represents the first solid. Whatever manifests in that triangle, that flat plane is going to be is going to be a solid because it, it arises from from the, the flat plane number three. The flat triangle, and the very nature of of the of, of the tetrahedron that we're talking about here contains pulls that solid back toward the center of the flat plane. And in other words, it can't extend too much further than than an equilateral than, than an equilateral tetrahedron. It can't it can't extend that much further. So this is why. The, te- the triangle is referred to as, as sometimes as a demon trap, because it holds the spirit in the center of that triangle. Now, but more is signified in this connection than a mere random series of symbols. The solid essentially represents a manifestation as it is as as it is known to our three-dimensional consciousness. We cannot conceive of one or two dimensional of a one or two dimensional existence, save mathematically or symbolically. Has said, as we have already noted, is the first of the manifested separate. Therefore, how naturally does the symbol of the solid figure come into line with the rest of its symbolism? The solid figure used for the purpose of symbolizing a said is usually the pyramid. 
which is a four-sided figure consisting of three faces and a base, thus expressing the, numerolo the, the numerological quality of Hesed. There are many different aspects of the cross as a significant mystery symbol, besides the Calvary cross and the Christian mystery, and each of these crosses represents different modes of the functioning of spiritual power, just as do the different forms of the holy names of God. The form of the cross associated with Hesed is the equal-armed cross, which is symbolic of the four elements in equilibrium and implies the ruling of nature by a synthesizing influence which brings all things into balanced harmony. The orb, the wand, the scepter, and the crook, all assigned uh, to this sephira, express so perfectly the different aspects of the benign royal power of Hesed that they are in no need of elucidation. The four tarot cards that are placed on his head when the pack is set up for a divination, carry out the ruling idea of the correspondence. The four of wands symbolizes perfected work, which thus representing admirably the achievement of a king in peacetime as well as in, uh, as, as in his well-governed kingdom. The four of cups is called the Lord of Pleasure, and is in keeping with the title of splendor assigned to said, and with the brilliancy of its angelic host. The Four of Swords indicates the rest from strife and agrees perfectly with the significance of the seated ruler. The Four of Pentacles is the Lord of Earthly Power, a symbolism so obvious that it needs no elucidation. The consideration of the Azuric text has been left to the last in this study in order that the sequence of the symbolism unfolding in each ordered relationship might not be broken in upon. Moreover, this text contains so much significance that it is best studied when we are as fully equipped as possible with the cognate symbolism. Much that relates to the teaching contained in this text, however, has already been studied as it came up for examination in relation to the preceding sephirot. I will not repeat this at length, but content myself with referring the student to those pages where the matters are dealt with in detail, thus avoiding needless repetition, which otherwise is bound to occur in the study of such a subject as the tree of life, where different symbols represent the same potency upon different levels of manifestation or under different aspects. The fourth path is called the cohesive intelligence, and how clearly can we see the meaning of, the, of these words when we have learnt to look upon the said through the symbol of the king seated upon his throne, organizing the resources and prosperity of his kingdom, and causing all things to be drawn together into the ordered whole for the common good. It is also called the receptive intelligence in the Azuric text. And this is borne out in the, in the symbol of the left arm, which is assigned to this sephira in the microcosm. Hesed contains all the holy powers and from it emanate all the spiritual virtues with the most exalted essences. The teaching implicit in this statement 
has already been elucidated in the previous exegesis under the concept of archetypal ideas. They emanate from one another by virtue of the primordial emanation, the highest crown, Kether. These concepts have already been dealt with in relation to the second Sephira, Hokmah, where the overflowing of force from the sphere to sphere was considered. And next week, we will deal with that mysterious uh, sphere, um, Da'ath, which is, which is now in our, in our restored tree before the fall, um, is, is now attributed to Saturn and the beginning of the universe and the gateway, and the gateway to higher realms on the ascent. So, next week, Da'ath and, uh, and uh, the, the God in Da'ath, of course, is Moat, uh, and, and, uh, and, the, and, the, and the two fallen angels. Um, the Zohar wrapped up all of the, of the uh, Anokian, the 200 Anokian angels that came down with Samyaza. Moshe um, um, de Leon compacted them all into Aza and Azazel, and chained them to opposite opposite walls in the, in the in the mountain of darkness, and they, of course, are two of the imprisoned inhabitants in in uh, in, in uh, Saturn, which we will visit next week, and we will discuss uh, the symbolism of the fallen angels and the mystery of the fallen angels, and and so uh, you want to look forward. Be sure to be with us for that one, and uh, meanwhile. Uh, remember, uh, those of you that live here in Southern California, and, and, and if you did, if you don't have an invitation to uh, uh, the party, give me a call or email me. And, and uh, remember the remember the uh, the Dark Mother of All Halloween parties this Saturday night, and also the Moat Mass. Uh, you know what say you to honor the dead. So until then, happy Halloween and good magic.